Good evening. Hello, how's it going? Uh, it is the second episode, 2021, for the Ozpol podcast with myself, Game Guy Anthony, and Fresh Perth coming to you live from inside the Perth lockdown zone, where as of an hour ago, we were uh, told that we're now in lockdown until 5 p.m. Western Standard Time this coming Friday. I am uh, joined by Fresh Perth, aka Matt. Matt, good evening. Good evening, Anthony. Yeah, it's. Uh... Sad days, yeah, sad days, but uh, essential uh, lockdown happening. I'm, I'm glad you've got your PPE on already, mate. Yeah, um, it's, uh, it's fogging up my glasses terribly. Yeah, so yeah. that's um, <laughs> Will you, you wear that um, the whole podcast? Look, we'll see. Um, I'm getting a bit sweaty under here, to be honest. Uh, and, you know, I am in my own home and you're in your own home, so I probably don't need to, but True. I thought it was, it's, it's good. Op- what, we, what we used to say in media, it's good optics. Yeah, yeah. And in case COVID comes through the uh, interwebs, maybe we will need some, I'll need to put mine on. But and yeah, of course, just make sure that you've got it over your nose and under your chin. True. Yeah, we actually discussed it before, like, what do I do with a beard? It's, um, I think it would be, I think it would just not work very well, but... I don't know. Am I meant to shave? Probably. Probably the safer option. I remember uh, during like the peak of COVID, WHO put out a big chart with uh, you know, the the moustaches and beards that were and weren't acceptable for proper mask coverage. And it was a bit funny because one of the like accepted ones was the the Hitler Charlie Chaplin moustache. <laughs> that <laughs> is like, allowed. Mm, hmm. I don't I I don't know if anyone's rocking the Hitler these days, but uh, yeah. yeah True. It's uh, not not super acceptable. But um, yeah, so how many hours ago? Uh, six-ish hours ago, um, I, I was watching old Marky Mark live with his big hard one and his big hard one being the big hard lockdown in Perth. Um, Thank you for clarifying that. <laughs> sometimes I watch. Yeah, but anyway, we'll, we'll talk about that later. But um, from, from today till Friday, it's uh it's basically anything non-essential um even as a school teacher my um school will be closed this week ex- essentially extended uh holidays school holidays for one more week um pu- all public schools closed i guess uh, we have a little bit of leeway to work with online learning etc but something that perth hasn't really experienced for has been 10 10 9 10 months or so since our it's been 10 months since we've had a community transmission case so yeah i was gonna say you you get your holidays extended by a week so you're probably one of the uh one of the lucky ones out of this yeah. okay, I'll take uh, so you're i'm sorry you're gonna have to your lesson plan's gonna go to waste it's true yeah uh so i, I was gonna yeah. ask you actually what, yeah. what does this does this mean anything for you on the back end of the school term like are you going to be out of time or you know. yeah great question i think that um they will probably i doubt that they'll go into like ex, you know take away from school holidays at the end but um you know we'll, we'll see what happens i guess it's all all a matter of everyone's kind of playing it a bit by year all of last year this year we'll see how we go uh you may you may notice as well i'm taking the mask off yeah yeah <laughs> I mean, it was it was it was uh, getting a bit uh, a bit humid under there. Yeah, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm going up I'm, of the glasses. I, I've got actually got to go out tomorrow because um, I I give plasma, so that's apparently it's it's essential that we keep giving blood and keep giving plasma. So I'm going to go out with my mask tomorrow. Don't you worry, mm. uh, and I'll I'll just grin and bear it. You won't be able to see me grin. No, I'm grinning and bearing it. Grinning but um, well, the other yeah, thing so- that you can't do actually with a mask on, Anthony, is uh, drink VBs, which is a very important part of this podcast. 
Um, I've already I've already cracked one. How are you doing with your? I just cracked I just cracked crack mine one there. there. So that's 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 what we're doing. So we, yep. fortunately, we can still get VB. I don't think there's been that big of a run on uh, on the liquor stores like there was last no. time. Have you been to the shops this afternoon? Well, out of interest, I was actually at the shop. So so my wife was in the shops and I was um, chilling outside getting our like. What do you call it? Um, when you do like the online delivery? No, not not delivery. Online pickup oh, or whatever. Click? Yeah, click and collect. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Getting that. Um, I was on my phone. I was like, "Whoa, live announcement! Whoa, uh, we're going back in lockdown." Um, next minute, so I actually went in and bought some masks, which was convenient. Next minute, there was just cars and cars just piling in. People must have just been, I don't know, like watching live and then just been like, "That's it. We're all going. All probably all getting toilet paper." But rushed to the shops and it was pretty packed out by the time we were leaving. Um, I think you even posted a picture on Twitter. Was that a friend of yours that sent you just like absolutely packed out shopping aisles? Yeah, it was a mate of a mate at the Scarborough IGA and it was just like scenes that we saw in, was it March last year, uh, of people crowding the aisles. Some bloke just had a box piled up with stuff. Uh, another Snapchat I got sent was some bloke buying 90, he had 96 rolls of toilet paper. Whoa. We, just, I mean, you need that many. <laughs> for, the, for the five days. So either he's got some serious um, yeah. medical issues going on or else it's just really interesting to see that that's kind of the people of Perth's priority in an yeah. end of the world situation. Uh, don't worry about clean water. Don't worry about uncontaminated food. I just have to have a clean asshole. Yeah. <laughs> and as then long you, as and I then can you're good. wipe. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm good. It's okay. I mean, like if a real end of the world situation and, you know, the water got shut off. We're not going to think about that as long as I've got the paper. As long as we've got the paper. Yeah. Don't worry about paper. flushing. We've got the paper. We're just going to no. dirty toilet, clean butt. No, well, what's, what's you your um, what's your VB fact, by the way, while we're here? Yeah, I was I was just reading it. Um, yeah. Okay. Wow. Okay. Um, it's it's not a question. Okay. Okay. Mine's not either. You, yeah. Do you want it in the form of a question? Do you want or it, yeah. Why don't you phrase it as a question? I'll give it a shot. You know. All right. Uh, <laughs> so apparently, we have uh, the most dangerous ant in the world. Do you know what it is called? We have the most dangerous ant. Um, I know there's some ants called like fire ants or something. That I've heard be. of, I think other countries have fire ants. Yeah, though. okay. So it's um, not a fire ant. Yeah, they're those, um, have you ever seen them in like floods in the US and they all band together? Oh, yeah, yeah, Like yeah. a raft They're like red. Ants. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's them. Yeah, they're crazy and, yeah. and we, I, we can't actually let them in here. I remember there was a big thing down at Fremantle Port mm. last year because fire ants had come in off a cargo ship or something. Uh-huh. Uh, but no. Not them. Okay. Uh, some them. sort of, what, just like bull ants? <laughs> no, no. Apparently we have the, uh, I, I just looked it up here, the uh, Messia, which is uh, the Aussie bulldog ant. Apparently it can kill you. What? How? How? Yeah. Is it, I guess, well, venom? By, by biting you. Yeah. I mean, look at the Messiah. diversity. It's, it's, it looks like mostly an eastern coast thing, but it is in WA as well. So sorry for our... Oh, yeah. uh, East Coast watches, but um, yeah, stings are very potent, and the venom of these ants is among the most toxic in the insect world. That literally just looks like a um, a bulldog, uh, a, a bulldog, a, a, a bull ant, like like the um, the bull ants that we see. Oh yeah, how how yeah. would you know? I mean, I've never hung around long enough to be like, oh wait, this is this is an okay kind of ant. I have don't have to worry. Yeah, usually like yeah, I'm not going to stand around where there's a lot of those. 
That is that literally just looks like the ants that um that I see around the place all the time. In Tasmania, three percent of the population of Tasmania are allergic to their venom, and they can suffer life-threatening anaphylactic reactions if stung. Oh, uh, maybe at it's least, mainly uh, like an allergy thing. Yeah, because at least three human deaths have been recorded since 1936. Yeah, right. That's I mean, for for an ant, for an ant. that's that's a lot. That's a yeah, lot. That's true. So, Good. Well, um, would you watch, like my watch facts? Out if you go to Tasmania. Um, yeah, go for it. It's it's also not in the uh, the way of a fact, I guess. It's um. It's, it just says discuss at the end. So, uh, oh. the best name in all sports is AFLW player Bonnie Toogood. Discuss. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know who that spell. is. Yeah, just to, like T double O G double O D, but that's a that's a name. Uh, it it reminds me of. I think he might be your your um, federal member of parliament uh, up in up in Journal up there, Ian Goodenough. Oh yeah, yeah, no. and he's just good enough. He's just good enough. I, I, good I think enough. that's great, a great name for a politician. Like, oh, yeah, he's good enough. We'll, we'll vote <laughs> him in. Uh, yeah, Bonnie too good. There you Bonnie go. Uh, plays for the Western Bulldogs. Western Bulldogs looks like she's I don't know, like, yeah. great sportsman name. Seems pretty good. Yeah, uh, two goals from behind in a debut. Why would she be the best player? I don't. I don't know. I she's a big, it's just the name. I think. Oh, That's too good. Oh, wow. Did you only just get that? It's just a meme. Oh, wow. I thought yeah, maybe like, no, no. I thought it was like trying to be like controversial. Like she's got like so much success. She must be the best. No, because she's too good. Oh, the best name. Like as in she has the yeah. best name. Bonnie yeah. yeah. Okay. Too I got good. it. I get it. Like, uh, right, yeah. Guys. Like good old Ian up there. Um, he's, he's not actually that good to be honest. He goes to a lot of anti same sex marriage things. Oh, back yeah. when that was a good old Ian. <laughs> He's part of the um, the Global Heart Church uh, cult, but you know, we'll, we'll, yeah, enough. yeah, yeah. Ah. I, we 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 won't go to. We could do a whole episode on that one day. We can. I'd be happy to. Perth's Perth's northern suburb political cabal, <laughs> political religious cabal. Very happy to, mate. Um, shall we continue with a little bit of Corona news? Um, while it's, I guess oh, yes. it's pretty topical. It's pretty fresh, and then we can get on to a bit of the rest of the. Oh, that's why um, they call you Yes, for the fresh takes that I have always. Um, but yeah, essentially, it's a security guard worker uh, from an undisclosed hotel has uh, tested positive for. Um, I heard rumors that it was the they call it the UK strain of the um, COVID nineteen um, disease, and uh, he essentially has been all around Perth. This guy, uh, Perth, Peel, Southwest um, are all blanket lockdown um and exposure sites go from mainlands and like you said he spent 6 p.m to midnight six hours at kfc that's a, that's a long time to spend at the mainlands kfc i don't it's know about the mainlands KFC. yeah they must have some great chicken there but six hours at the kfc um spud shed for for four hours in morley uh ecu junalup which is quite close to home for for mm. us um halal grocery died. store i didn't know there was a halal grocery store um, I saw that in the uh, interview, though, there was, um, so they were saying, uh, they were like uh, going through the places and they were like the Indian consulate, halal grocery store and the media like, oh, 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 was he, is he uh, also an Uber driver? <laughs> and it seemed really uh, presumptuous to me, but um, apparently he also was an Uber driver as a second uh, job. Which... Yeah, I, I, I've also heard that. Yeah. And that's, um, 
I mean, I mean, given the list of places that he went, like I'm looking at it as well. It's he, he's he's been around a lot of places that probably would have involved uh, his work. And oh, look, Venus hair design. So at some point, he got a haircut during this whole thing as well. But you yes. were right. Uh, I believe during the uh, conference, uh, it was uh, it was either it was either Premier or Health Minister Roger Cook. They did say that he was working on the same floor of the Sheraton in Perth CBD mm. that housed at least one positive case of the UK strain. Mm. So that in and of itself is a bit of a worry because I know we're kind of. Uh, the, the ball's rolling on getting enough vaccines out for Australians. Though I heard something distressing earlier in the day. Apparently, uh, there won't a majority of Australians will be vaccinated by not until October. And that seems right. so. It, feel, it feels like October was not that long ago. No, yeah, it's, it's basically a year away, I guess. Quite a while. The so fingers crossed. We're only stuck in our situation for another five days i mean obviously mm. other people around the world have had it worse uh even others in melbourne like we know during the last year have had it worse mm. so it, at least hopefully people do the right thing but if you did see any footage on the news from people at uh, shopping centers and especially grocery stores in perth from this yeah. afternoon it's 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 not hopeful no that's right that was uh, it seemed pretty crazy to me that you know we're like oh there's this risk of uh covid community transmission next minute people are packing into stores no social distancing guidelines observed whatsoever and um you know clamoring for toilet paper masks and i the, it's it's strange too because the shopping centers don't close they have not closed through the entirety of um any coronavirus uh, scares in perth or over east, um, so it it is funny that people seem to jump into the stores to to stock up. Um, Kelsey is actually in the chat saying that he went to the convention center as well, the Perth Convention Center, um, collecting graduation stuff. I don't know if that was um, different people doing that. I don't know why else he'd be at the convention center. He went to a little show there. Hey, there's uh, other things on at the convention center. Yeah, right. Come on, Matt, boost those local businesses. <laughs> I've like been once to the convention center. I went to the yeah. went to Burswood. Puma Burswood. So he's been around. Oh, the Puma. Okay, the Puma uh, yeah, service Puma. station. Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. know why my head went to the uh, the clothing brand. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah. they're going outlet at the casino now. Huh? <laughs> mm. Yeah, but let's let's stay safe. Let's uh, do the responsible thing. Yeah, and uh, hopefully we can knock this out in five days and be back to normal. We all get free on uh, Friday night, five p.m. So uh, post uh, lockdown party. I post guess. lockdown party. That's right. Well, hopefully two weeks from now on the third Ospol podcast, this will be a distant remnant of exactly. the past. This will be a thing of the past. Yeah. I and you and so. I will uh, come back with negative COVID tests. I think we talked last time. Did you have the COVID test? No, we, I, we did talk last time. I haven't ever had a COVID test. You said that wow. you had one. Not great. I not had fun. Not yet. Not ideal, mm. uh, especially shoving the one up the nose. But, mm. um, you know, if you've got to have it done, Go get it done, but they reckon a lot of the uh, clinics because they're staying open until about ten tonight. Because yep. uh, anyone that was in those hotspot areas has to go get tested. But uh, they reckon apparently security guards have come out and told people, "Look, you're not going to get in by ten p.m." and people just refusing to leave. So I don't know what the the end game is there. Yeah, <laughs> um, it is good that people are getting tested if they if they're feeling sick. I think that's the main um, important message to get out there. If you are feeling unwell during this lockdown, to get tested as a precautionary thing. But a little bit of things that we um, touched on last time, I think that uh, it was 
when was it? uh so i guess a fortnight ago it was um about the 15th or so so we were leading up to australia day and there was quite a as as it has been in recent years quite a bit of controversy i guess you could say coming from many different uh news sites about australia day um, abc allowing the term of invasion day uh, cricket australia um, taking a pretty strong stance um, doing a welcome to country and well um, as far as probably strong stances are not the right way to say that but uh they 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 did uh, probably some appropriate things and were and were criticized by scomo uh for t- what did he say what was his direct uh, words leaving should leave politics out of sport or something something of such what do you think about that anthony yeah, that's that's what he said. I've just got it there. I'd just like to see Cricket Australia focus a lot more on cricket and a lot less on politics. <laughs> uh, oh, look, that's that's been a debate that's been going on a long time. Um, it really kind of came to the fore. We saw a couple of years ago with the Black Lives Matters, Black Lives Matter movement in the US mm. when Colin Kaepernick uh, kneeled during the national anthem, and it kind of took off from there. Like, oh, should politics been involved in sport this and that politics and sport have been mixing for decades if not hundreds of years i mean the olympic games had to be cancelled because of world war Two, even world war one uh back to boycotts uh when the games were played in russia etc during the cold war uh even the uh munich terrorist attacks in the 1980s so it, 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 sports always going to be interlinked with politics and you get you get groups who say, "Oh, we should have this separation of sport and politics," but at the same time, they're also kind of pushing this agenda because it it, it promotes their culture war. I'm, t- I'm talking about Sky News, mm. of course, <laughs> because 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 we know it 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 gets them ratings. But um, yeah, look, they're they're intrinsically going to be interlinked when you've got people of different faiths, different races playing, especially in. Uh, you know these turbulent political times yeah things are going to get political and when athletes have that kind of pull and that kind of audience to be able to make political statements sure why not let them they're they're people as well they have feelings they're they're not just there to be paid to go out and kick a ball really well or run really fast Mm. it is funny that um, people would complain you know the I always thought the Kaepernick one was funny. Like, you know, the, the one pixel that you can see him kneeling during the national anthem on my, like, 60-inch LCD screen. Like, oh, I can't watch this anymore. He's, he's really taken, you know, taking it too far. Um, I also think it's quite convenient for, um, I guess, the status quo or the or more conservative people who like things as they are to keep politics out of sport because realistically any anything you do is political because even if you are ignoring the um, issues at hand you are just um, tacitly accepting the status quo and furthering that agenda it's uh you know quite rich for scomo to say leave it out while the agenda still suits him i also yeah i'm sorry oh i see you're 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 absolutely right there um i think that's that's all i want to say is that i agree with you (laughs) (laughs) that's good i would also um posit that uh scomo is possibly a communist um doesn't understand that the uh free market um you know cricket australia are mainly concerned with money um the nfl is mainly concerned with money the nba is mainly concerned with money and these um more i guess progressive uh, genders are quite profitable at the moment and that's just because society is t- trending that way 
Um, even I often have this discussion with people who dislike um, certain things in movies, maybe maybe diversity in movies. Um, they, oh, you know, these these producers pushing their opinions on us. Um, but I don't think that they would intentionally do something that doesn't bring the money. It's the, it's their sole uh, focus in bringing out a movie and it's their sole focus in, in what they do. It's just so happens that the climate at the moment uh, is very receptive to those kind of ideas. Well, you also end up with the other problem. People say, oh, they're being divisive. And that's a word a lot of conservatives love to throw around. Like, oh, when you take a stance on something, you're you're polarizing your audience. You're splitting them down the middle because some are going to agree and some aren't. But I think a company or an organization that has, like I said, that kind of pull, that kind of audience, um, really... It's sort of and their social responsibility to be able to make those kind of calls. And I suppose we're wading into that argument of um, you know, are, are sports people role models? Should they have that kind of say? Because it, it goes both ways, doesn't it? Sports mm. people or actors, anyone who's got that celebrity or that prominence, they can say positive things, but they might also say negative things. And it, it, it goes the other way. Uh, I suppose one of the big examples in sport we've seen um, – Anthony Mundine, the Australian boxer, he's uh, very, shall we say, opinionated mm, yeah. <laughs> on, on, on certain matters and not necessarily, uh, you know, going along with that whole progressive trend. Um, I suppose it's easy for him because he's, he's represented by himself. He's not attached to any big organization. I was just thinking, isn't it funny that we say, oh, keep... Uh, you know, keep politics away from sport, but we play the national anthem before everything. <laughs> everything. Why don't I take the national anthem? I, I never thought we really need the national anthem anyway. Maybe like a grand final or something like that, but at the start of every game, I'm like, oh, okay, we're doing yeah. this again. This is starting to get a bit, um, you know, I really always find it weird in American sporting events. It's just really like jingoistic and weird. <laughs> the Americans, they all get up their hand on heart at the baseball game. <laughs> The nationalistic uh, worship that happens. Yeah, while a, while a man tries to sell your hot dogs. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, may, it, it seems to suit in something like an Olympics where you're uh, literally representing your country against other countries. That makes sense. But, I mean, everyone on the field is Australian, so it's kind of assumed that we, we know what's going on. Yeah, um, also, what was uh, News Corp creating outrage abc allowing the term invasion day what was that right right so this was an um an, an interesting one that i showed you during the uh during the time between the two podcasts so mm. Uh, at some point during the coverage of Australian Day, the ABC allowed their journalists to use the terms uh, Invasion Day and Australia Day interchangeably. Now, we know a lot of people like to use Invasion Day now to represent January 26, uh, because people have different feelings about it. I kind of flitted between both, because uh, I, I, on, on the action on January 26, I, I did a stream. I wasn't promoting Australia Day, and I, I, I mean, I'd probably side with the invasion day people as well but you know i did I, I didn't want to be one of those polarizing figures that we were just talking about uh so but I thought, you know, people, well that's it people were going to be home on a public holiday though so i kind of wanted to, to take advantage of that and i was like you know what we're going to stream some mad max and that's what i did yes. um funnily enough a game that doesn't have that diversity that you were talking about ah. uh they, they all sound like Americans, and there's like no, there's no Aboriginal people in a game that's set in Australia. It was really bizarre. That's a whole that we could we could fill in a whole other podcast yeah, uh, with that issue. But um, yeah, so uh, in the days leading up, like I said, ABC allowed their they they, they still prefer the term Australia Day, uh, but they were not going to crack down on 
journalist using Invasion Day, especially because if they're doing a story about an Invasion Day protest, well, they're going to have to call it Invasion Day. Mm. So it was really... It was a it was a non story, mm. but um, News Corp, uh, particularly the, especially the Australian, jumped on that, ran yeah. with a headline saying, "Oh, look at this! Uh, the ABC's allowing their journalists to call it Invasion Day. They're not Australian, and it really just fit with their whole uh, anti ABC rhetoric because, of course, ABC being our our state broadcaster, that has undeniably they have left leanings." Uh, I don't. I don't think there's anything wrong with saying that. Mm. But if you ask someone at Sky News or News Corp, they're going to say, "Well, no, they're clearly communist." <laughs> so a bit of a bit of a matter of interpretation. And yeah, I think they do have left leanings, but I don't think there's there's anything wrong with that. Most, with my experience in media, has been that most people in media, especially younger journo's and writers, reporters, tend to be a bit more left leaning. Uh, so maybe it's just these older conservatives they're kind of getting these positions of power once again something i could talk about for ages but uh yeah the, the it was was disproven on twitter that this was anything short of a story really their story just focused on uh with them retweeting their own article and then people in the comments of like four or five twitter users who were angry about it so it's you know <laughs> their sources for the story were like des from down the road saying, oh, I'm not going to listen to the ABC anymore. It's like, well, Des, were you even listening to the ABC before? Oh, mate, Des. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, it, it was a bit of News Corp manufacturing outrage, but it's it seems to be this cycle that we're stuck in every year mm. until we actually change the date. We're just going to have this continual uh, debate. And I feel like it gets earlier and earlier every year. I seen mm. them back in October or November, there were already stories like, oh, it's getting close to Australia Day. Should we change the date? I'm sure it brings many, many clicks to uh, both sides of the argument. I think that, um, like you said, a lot of, um, I think it's it's quite profitable for the most part um, as the world becomes more and more progressive. It doesn't surprise me that even our state media is more progressive uh, leaning. It's just kind of uh, the way that the general public is going and being a public broadcasting system, I guess it makes sense um, that they represent most of the views of the public. Um, but yeah, like you said, uh, the old Murdoch media will call them radical, radical left, I'm sure, and uh, or leftists as uh... the great unwashed, another term <laughs> they love to use. Just, just so socialists, communists, absolute. Um, we don't know that we don't know the difference between the two, but we will just would we'll use them oh, interchangeably. I um I even have to look up the difference between the two the other well, a few <laughs> months ago because I was like, I feel like people are using these terms interchangeably. <laughs> no, yeah, that they they will use them interchangeably. That doesn't mean that they're right though. Mm, true. Um, how about uh, so? Is one good thing that comes about from Australia Day is um, they talk about the Australian of the Year. Um, people receive um, awards. Uh, Margaret Court, um, I believe, was upgraded to the highest order of Australian. Um, are you familiar with Margaret Court, Anthony? Yes, I uh, am aware of uh, <laughs> Ms. Margaret Court, uh, having worked in a sort of conservative radio media uh environment for many many years mm. um it was always a good source of news whenever there was controversy uh regarding margaret court um t- tell me matt um when when do you, do you actually know when the last time margaret court played tennis was oh gee it's got to be in like the 40s 
The 50s? I, I, I think it was the 60s. Anyway, oh, actually, Mark? that would be ridiculous if it was the 40s. I'm sorry. That was, <laughs> <laughs> she is 130 years old. Okay. Yeah. The wartime tennis era. No, um, <laughs> the look, 50s, so, right? Look, so so the uh, the TLDR version of this, Margaret Court played uh, tennis for Australia. She was really good in the 1960s. I believe 60s. she was the world women's world champion at some point. Uh, took a back seat from tennis and then became an evangelical preacher within Perth. Now, you're probably more familiar with um, the Perth religious scene than I would be. <laughs> the um, old Perth religious yeah, scene. Yeah, what's, what's, <laughs> what's your view of I guess... Margaret Court's church? Oh, yeah. I mean, they're, they're obviously um, a very uh, conservative or traditional um, church to have someone up the front um, talking in that way. Um, I would, um, regardless, I guess, of her... Um, whether I personally would believe with her views, um, I would I would find it yeah. So it's like the issue is um, do we do we should we um, prop up these people who have um, possibly uh, demonstrably um, negative views to entire groups of people, um, or do we just say that's a part of their character that we try and ignore, or um, because there is, there's probably going to be something that we disagree with, um, with with any public figure, I guess. Um, it's, I find it a really hard one to come to think about. <laughs> yeah, no, because I mean, we we look, look, I'm I'm just sad as well. Um, Margaret Court's views on same-sex marriage are abhorrent, and that's her religious view. And of course, people who rush to her defense and they will say, oh, look, well, you know, she's entitled to her religious opinion. But this isn't just her holding an opinion. She's preaching. She's at the head of a church and, and has a lot of influence. Mm. Um, like like we said earlier, when I was talking about Anthony Mundine, sometimes he'll say negative things. And at, at, we're back on the whole issue of separating sport and politics. Um, I, I thought this during the week because I knew we were going to talk about this. And it's to what degree can you really separate someone's uh, professional life, their say sporting career, uh, from their privately held views or things that they do in their private life that aren't at all related to what they're known for? Um, the example I thought of was Michael Jackson. Mm. Now we know he's been accused of a number of things, and it's a bit hard for him to defend himself these days because mm-hmm. he's been dead for a number of years. But you know, can we still enjoy Michael Jackson's music? Can mm. we still celebrate Margaret Court for her fantastic tennis career, even though she has some, quite frankly, abhorrent views mm. on same-sex uh, couples? Mm. I would wonder. Um, very maybe the the line is drawn. So Michael Jackson's music. Um, doesn't have a whole lot to do with his any uh, anything um, as in his views or um, his general lifestyle. Margaret Court's tennis doesn't have a whole lot to do with her views. However, giving her an Australian of was it Australian or she got uh, order? I don't know what it was. Um, she basically got upgraded in in the Australian order to like the highest um, caliber of somebody. Order of Australia. So order of Australia and, and, and AOM. A- so. AOM. Yeah, that's it. Um, so maybe something like that, um, an order of Australia, um, tends to give credence to somebody's views because it's such a, an award that it's almost a character award. Um, I know it's given for her tennis, but uh, um, 
Maybe she can get a different award, a tennis award. She's got many of those. <laughs> well, you know, we had this argument a couple of years ago because they wanted to uh, name the Margaret Court Arena, mm. uh, one of the um, one of the tennis arenas in Melbourne Park there, where there's, I think there's already tennis for the Australian Open underway right now. Mm, so yep. it's, it's going on again. And so the, like Australia, now, this is another argument that's going to get brought up every year. Should we or should we not? On a Margaret Court. Um, I mean, even the decision, I'm just reading here on a news.com article, the decision to honor court was criticized by Victorian Premier Daniel Andrews last week. So you're even oh. getting criticism from uh, from very high up when when Dan Andrews isn't talking about getting on the beers. He's, <laughs> he's saying we shouldn't be honoring Margaret Court. I suppose one of the other arguments you could make is like I said, Margaret Court hasn't actually played tennis for Australia. For in like time. 40 years so at, yeah. at what point do you kind of cut ties with someone and say okay you were great once that was quite a long time ago um we don't really like the things you've been doing since then i mean she's entitled to have the religious views but mm. yeah once again it's it's a difficult issue and i think it's 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 going to keep coming up until at some point i mean she'll not to be harsh about it, but she'll she'll die, and mm. then I, 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 yeah, and, and then like like Michael Jackson, she won't be there to defend herself, and we'll kind of just have to leave it then, and be like, well, can you recognise her as a great tennis player while also being a shit person? In great way <laughs> of putting it, yeah, yeah. Can you say you were good at tennis, but uh, yeah, we 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 don't like anything else you did. Um, a, a good parallel probably is actually Izzy Falau. I don't know if you remember um, oh, that wow, ordeal. Yes. Yeah, almost um, exactly the same, except maybe um, he wasn't going for any awards as far as I was aware. But very, very talented um, sports person. Even went across code. So he went from, I believe, NRL to AFL to uh, union rugby so just a, like a, a specimen of an athlete very very good in I mean he didn't do super well in AFL but he was still super athletic um, very talented in every field he was in I think he was the top try scorer for uh, the Wallabies during the World Cup I want to say just um, you, you would know more than I would you're 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 married to a South African so you would you this would is know. true this is true the sport the the, the rugby's in my blood now um and uh he was uh basically dropped from um the australian rugby union the australian rugby well, the australian rugby association um for who's the aru yes. aru yeah right? for uh i guess he he put out his views on instagram via the form of an image um and i believe he'd been warned about it a couple of times he also had a few uh he had some sermons, uh, I remember, that uh, were put up online about the fires and them, them being uh, the the fault of um, some people for, I don't know, I think it was about abortion. <laughs> so it usually comes back to abortion. Um, and that was why all of the fires were in Australia and so on. So he effectively was dropped um, by most of uh, the mainstream um, community, I guess, and had to had to find another way to... Uh, I don't think he ever came back to um, Australian Rugby Union. Possibly started playing NF NFL again. No, NRL. I'm not. I'm not quite sure exactly where he went. But remember, there was a big lawsuit he was going through as well, and all sorts of very similar kind of um, circumstance where personal views were kind of getting in the way. Of, He's playing uh, in France at the moment. Apparently. Oh, there you go. He so, is so, yeah, and the uh, January 28th, Israel Folau officially signs with Super League's Catalan Dragons. 
France. He's allowed over there during COVID. They're obviously, they don't <laughs> care about gay people too much. He's allowed to well, keep talking about that. You know, you know they, you know, they, 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 they might, they might not understand his English. They just, yeah. <laughs> just come up, come over here and kick the ball for us. We don't, we, we don't care. Um, no, look, that's that's that was that was another issue that very similar to the Margaret Court uh, issue, but he was uh, very much, yeah, like you said, he was very much fire and brimstone in his views about. Um, same-sex marriage and that and it cost him his job and he tried to take them to court it was it was a whole saga and it, it went on for so long and I think some of the legal proceedings are still going on it's exactly the same as Margaret Court can you say oh look he's a, he's a really good sports star but some of the things he was saying shit they made him a shit person because mm, yeah. <laughs> he thought a whole, a whole sector of our community deserved to burn in the fires of hell. And uh, like you were saying before, um, you know, the profitability of, of being progressive as society becomes more progressive, as, as those kind of left-leaning views become more mainstream, uh, at, at some point, the companies do have to weigh up and say, look, this guy's going against the message we're trying to promote. Mm. Should we just drop him? Uh, and then you, of course, then you invite all of his dropkick followers to come in and they say, oh, it's a, it's a freedom of speech issue. It's mm. this and it's that. Uh, ultimately, look, they're, they're private organizations. If this was government, that would be a completely different thing. Mm. Uh, but these are private companies. They have their own rules set out. I think after the whole Israel Falau thing happened, Rugby Australia did move to clarify their social media policies. Mm. Uh, and rightly so, because I don't think they had anything concrete saying, oh, they didn't have anything specific saying, oh, you can't say that you hate the gays on your own social media. But at the same time, like, shouldn't that have been fucking common sense? Yeah, true. You you would think so. And yeah, like like you said, it's a, it's a private company. I often just ask people if they're communists do you uh you do you not think that private companies should be able to um dictate who they hire and fire and so on so it's um it seems obvious to me why these things happen um but uh you know the uproar can be profitable for the old murdoch media so that's probably why it's around hey look we, we were talking about this uh last time weren't we because of donald trump getting yes. banned off twitter yeah donald trump was part of Twitter as a private, essentially, as a private citizen, like you or I would just mm. sign up to Twitter. And so you're behooven to their rules. Mm. And he broke those rules, mainly because, you know, we're not going to get banned because we incited a riot at a major public building <laughs> in which five people were killed. But uh, yeah, that's, uh, look, private companies, they can do what you want. If you want to live in that capitalist system, you're going to have to accept that private companies can essentially within the law, do what they want. And mm. I think there's, there's a muddying, muddying of the waters there because of the whole uh, First Amendment to the Constitution in the US. A lot of people mm. felt that it was unconstitutional for Twitter to ban Donald Trump, ignoring the fact that the Constitution does not apply to private companies mm. and just to the government. That is, that's it. And, and it's very it's obvious to me the motivation behind it is, is profit. Um, so no wonder unpopular people are, are banned if they're not profitable to the company i've cracked another vb anthony oh um, nice would you like to know how old the oldest dog ever in australia who's named bluey would you like to know oh like old the boy? uh like the just like the uh the tv show yeah yeah bluey okay so typical it doesn't say what breed it is does it uh no just a dog lived in victoria 
A dog that lived in Victoria. Okay, well, that, that changes thing. How long do Victorian dogs live for compared to other states? No, um, yeah, so you're probably looking at like anywhere between 10 and 13, 14 years. Um, just doing the calculations in my head. Look, I would like my own dogs, uh, Cooper. Did you know I've adopted another dog? Yeah, yeah, you told You got yeah, two. I've got two. I've got yeah. Pepper now as well. I'd, I'd love them to live, you know, and you know, well, I'd like them to live beyond me. To be honest, yeah, yeah, they, they can they can deal with me when I'm dead. Um, instead of the other way around. I am gonna say twenty. Twenty. Yeah. Look, you would think that would be sensible, but twenty nine, Louis. Holy That's, no! Yeah, that is. I I can't imagine how debilitated no. he would be, but twenty nine. No, a lot of a lot of adult humans don't get that. No, that no. Far. <laughs> Holy hell! I'm gonna look up. Louis, the Louis dog. the twenty nine year old dog. Holy hell! Good on you, I mate. I want to. I want to know what breed he was. Yeah, Australian cattle dog. I was going to say he'd be mixed, mixed uh, race dogs. Tend, yeah, you know, yeah. mixed mixed race, mixed, race. Um, mixed mixed breed dogs. Mutts tend to live a lot longer than pure breeds. Oh, look at him, old Bluey. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna show everyone. Look at him. Yeah, you. It you looks show like him. a. Uh, I don't know. It looks like a kelpie. I'm gonna. But yeah, we'll see what, Cooper, uh, one of mine's um, part Kelpie. Oh, I yeah. reckon he'd. I can't find what race. What race? Probably a little bit long. <laughs> oh, no, you've got that in my head now. <laughs> the, the, the dog races. Can there be dog racists? I don't know. That's a discussion <laughs> for another time. I'm sure dogs are racist in some ways. See, now you've. um, oh, they, Yeah, against cats. <laughs> yeah, probably. They're, they're speciesist. Actually, you just reminded me that uh, Zoom has these filters, so I'm gonna. Is there a dog filter? There is a pig filter. <laughs> oh yes. Funny, I was gonna, I was gonna go that. There's a lot. Lion S is one, Lioness. but not lion. That's odd. All oh, right, you can't have a mane. Uh, bear. Labrador retriever. I give okay. myself a halo. Bluey was a Labrador retriever. Oh, <laughs> it's a little bit off center, to be honest, mate. <laughs> oh look, it's it's the it's the headphones. It's moving around. Yeah. Doesn't know where to go. Good. <laughs> God, I'm gonna leave that window open. The mini zoom hat. Oh, look at that. Oh, oh, oh that's uh advertising. There you go. Sponsorships coming. Sponsorship zoom. Zoom. Zoom sponsorship. Twenty nine. Twenty nine. But uh, speaking of dogs, um, we were talking about this story just before. Um somebody, um, a la- a lady had her I believe it was a Rottweiler cross um on a one of those barges that you take i think it was i don't know if it was from tasmania to the mainland but um was it from okay from tasmania to the mainland and um their dog who was locked up underneath uh i guess below deck um was was lost never found on the ship never found um anywhere i believe still to be found Um, it's been about a week yeah yeah no, the no spirit trace. of Tasmania ferry. So that goes between the Aussie mainland and Tasmania because that's a that's a fair stretch. Yeah, yeah. Over big, the, over big the Tasman Strait there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just and just went missing. And now I understand there's a petition of some sort. They want better security on that mm. boat. Um, just an all-round bizarre situation because mm. they reckon the dog's broken out of the cage at some point, but mm. it's on a boat. Where does it go? Yeah. And your mind kind of goes kind of you know drifts to a worst case scenario well has it has it gone overboard mm. although i do seem to recall there was a case in italy where a dog jumped off a barge halfway through oh after the journey yeah of an ocean crossing that was pretty significant and it swam back to the shore all right <laughs> and it was go. a happy it was a, it was good it was a, it was a happy ending for the owners yeah and everyone. That's but good. um yeah I'm, I'm not sure what's happened to this dog so yeah. 
that's a, that's a bit distressing. I don't oh, know if yeah, I would. Devastating. Um, I don't, don't suppose you've ever had to transport a dog long distances, have you? No, no, no I haven't never moved interstate or anything. No. Um, oh, see, I, I moved yeah. over to Perth from Sydney uh, oh, yeah. back in back in 2002 and we had a dog flown over. Ah. That fortunately went off without a hitch, but family yeah, members over here, because we drove over and he yeah. went way before us, they, they picked him up. Yeah. Um, can't imagine that would be at all a great experience for an animal. No, no, I can't imagine it. You kind of, I guess you you just go, I'm sorry, mate. We're going to have to bear it for the hours that you're in the air. And, yep, we uh, had to... You know, yeah, we, we sent over a Benji, our Australian terrier. Oh, yeah. We had to drug him with half a Valium, put in a Mars bar. <laughs> in a Mars bar? In a half a Mars bar. But half a Valium and half a Mars bar. Are dogs like not meant to eat chocolate? No, it's just the chocolate on the outside. He was fine. He was fine. <laughs> okay, all right. He lived, right. didn't he? We, we got he him lived. on the other side. He lived, yep. yeah. He the lived. Valium got he him lived. through. Yep. So if yeah. you ever need to drug a dog, Mars bars work a trap. I don't know why we didn't use cheese. Like, yeah. with a logical... Or like a treat. Use cheese. <laughs> oh, you got to get the pill, the pill in there. Yeah, it's, true. It's, it's, true. It's a difficult thing. Yeah, yeah, true. Anyway. Um, no, but sad story. Anyway, anyway I, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I, I really hope that they, uh, Esther, two-year-old dog, mm. really hope that she's found soon. It's a very young dog, actually, two years old. That's a puppy still. That is, that's, yeah, because that's they don't really reach social maturity until they're about two years old. No. Uh, she's a Doberman Rottweiler cross. Oh, yeah. She, it looks like a big dog, there. though, um, for a two year old dog. dog. Yeah. 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 I wonder, can I drag it across? Yeah, I can drag it across to my screen. So yeah, my, my people can see. Yeah, the people may see. Yeah. They're, they're, they're like one person I have watching. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, hope, honestly, hope it's a good outcome. But mm. at the same time, uh, Spirit of Tasmania probably needs to have a look at their procedures i've heard that they actually had um quite a few uh ponies die on a way over as well um and maybe i want to say maybe another couple of other dogs die whilst they were in captivity there so they've had is a this a recent thing uh maybe last year i want to i want to say what? um let's we can look it up live spirit of tasmania on a on a boat yeah it's or maybe it's horses yeah because I, I, I've, I've heard of cases um especially in the US where people have had pets die. No, actually it wasn't Australia. Um, it was yeah, people had pets die on plane trips where they've, they've gone over with the dog as well yeah, and yeah. something's gone wrong with, because they put them in the cargo hold, but they have air mm. and something's gone wrong. And yeah, the, the, the dogs have uh, unfortunately died. And that, that there were a number of incidents within a short time period. And that's what kind of got people talking about yeah, it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if it's absolutely tragic. Like, well, this one is horses or ponies. This is crazy, right? Okay, so go. this is January of 2019. So it's, it's a little while ago. Yep. But uh, 16 polo ponies died whilst being transported on the Spirit of Tasmania in January 2019. The horses were in Tasmania in January last year to compete in the Barn Bugle Polo event. Oh, mate, it's my mm. favourite. Yeah, of the all old the, Barn Bugle. Of all the Barn and Bugle events, that <laughs> yeah. one. That is the most Barn and Bugle. Best. Yeah. That crazy sixteen. That's that's a lot of ponies. Is that in one voyage? Or is that just over a series of voyages? It seems like it was. In, uh, the story just says whilst being transported. Yeah, maybe a series of voyages. Although they can take sixteen. It's a massive boat. It's a big boat. Yeah. It's, it's not like the, it's not like the ferry for us over Rottnest Island. No, no. Like you get like a hundred people on it and mm. a thousand bikes. Um, <laughs> yeah, there, there's is like a full on barge. Yeah, but yeah. Geez, six, that's yeah 16 something ponies. something. Something's up there. Long story short, I 
it's just probably damaging for the company and I'm mm. I'm probably not gonna take uh, any of my dogs or my pets on Spirit of Tasmania. Yeah. Not that I was planning to anytime soon. And not mm. that we can for the next five days. No, true. We're five stuck. days, mate. We're stuck here. Is it get used to that chair? Get used to your setup That's in it. your fancy bedroom there. That's right. We'll be sitting right here all day. <laughs> what do you um, do if your wife wants to go to sleep while you're streaming? No, I'm streaming in the bedroom. Um, no, no, I'm no, yeah, that, that, <laughs> that bed. No, no, no. Stay out in that hallway there where the light never switches off. <laughs> <laughs> it's terrible for electricity, isn't it? Yeah, not great. Luckily, my um, time of day always stays the same too. It's a nice, nice dusk. <laughs> it is for you, yeah. <laughs> Not very I've breezy. Got darkness outside, but uh, we must be in different parts. <laughs> different of the parts, suburbs of, of yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Good, good. Um, shall we move on to yes. some some more pressing matters? Definitely. Um, we'll just touch on something briefly that um, we we talked about last time. Uh, we sort of expected that there might be some problems with the uh, inauguration of Joe Biden mm. in the US. Pretty smooth sailing, though, from, from everything I saw. Fairly Joe got smooth. sworn in and, and he's there. And I mean, we haven't really... I know there was, a, there was a bit of a trade issue. I wasn't 100% on the story. There was a bit of a trade issue between Australia and the US and some document that the Trump administration was or wasn't going to release. And who, who knows? Anyway, Joe's in now. Um, although I don't think there was any really room for protesters to uh, come up and start any trouble, because if you saw the footage from prior to the inauguration, it, it you know what it reminded me of? Um, Chogham in Sydney, back when oh. Chogham was on, and they had the Ring of Steel. It was a bit like that around <laughs> the Capitol building, but yep. given the events the week before, that was probably for the best. Yeah, they, they came out, I guess, in full force, or they, they at least were quite public, and we have, you know, the the guard standing by um so don't don't try any funny business and it seemed to seem to have worked people don't like being shot so <laughs> works well when you yeah give them that at least few, fewer people were killed on biden's inauguration day and that's yep. that's that's typically what you want in your yep. major government headquarters that is true he started signing some exec orders uh pretty much as soon as he got in um i know uh, i think putting them back in the climate accords that's a good one um basically i think a lot of them were to do with coronavirus um action plan um having some sort of plan is a, is a good thing but i do find it funny that um now american politics has suddenly become a bit more dull for me which is probably the way it should be they don't they don't really affect australia too much and uh if things are going well then i shouldn't really hear too much about america look at my experience in the news, it was always usually more dull when Democrats were in the White House. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe it's just, it's kind of like a, a bit of a whiplash, the comparison of, you know, every couple of days we'd have some insane story about Donald Trump uh, going to meet Kim Jong-un, etc. That seems like mm-hmm. it was a million years ago now. Yeah, they had yeah. their little handshake across the north-south border. Oh... Yeah. It, was, it was just, it was like a lot of the time you, you were just kind of looking at it, wondering if it was real life. And if you try to think back of anything during the Obama administration, it was like, oh, I mean, it, Barack Obama had his controversies in that. I mean, a lot of uh, civilians were killed under drone strikes that he ordered. Mm-hmm. Uh, we could we could talk about that <laughs> for an hour as well. Yeah. But um, yeah, f- fairly, fairly chill. I suppose it's when you have presidents that have a bit more decorum, you tend to get a boring news cycle. Mm. 
politicians. They, they know, but they, they also, when they know how to handle media, they mm. know what's going to be talked about. They, they know how to answer questions properly and promptly and, and uh, you know, with, with a degree of conciseness. I, I really only hope that someone can teach Scott Morrison that at some point. <laughs> He's delivered a few shocking press conferences in his day. Mm. No, that's right. Um, I, I was actually thinking back the other day to when um, I can't remember. There's been so many uh, lib spills, I guess, that uh, it was, I believe it was the one when um, Turnbull was in and um, Dutton actually challenged him. Um, yes. And, and somehow out of the ashes, ScoMo. So yeah, I think they had a couple of different votes and one was for a vote of no confidence in Turnbull. Um, then he was ousted. And then the next one was between ScoMo and Dutton and ScoMo won that one. And I was thinking back to, um, actually it popped up on, maybe it was on Twitter, um, about some of the ways that they were trying to, you know, there were a bit of like good press around Dutton. And there was the, the best um, headline that they could come up with is, he's not a monster. Um, and they just had Peter Dutton <laughs> hugging his wife. And I was like, oh, I guess not. But is that is that the best you got? He's not a monster? So, so guys, look, it's all right. Look, after I think a decade of instability in both parties, they set a pretty low bar. Um, <laughs> yeah, we had the whole Rudd Gillard, Rudd Gillard years. Mm. Uh, that, yeah, that was fun. And as we saw... Uh, the election that Labor was ousted, everyone turned against them then because mm. they, you know, the Australian generally the Australian public doesn't want that shit. Yeah, <laughs> we, can, we can't, we can't, we can't be bothered. Just like, just pick a leader. Come mm. on, it's not that hard. I mean, they're really just the face of the party anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The decisions are made by a whole team of people, uh, and then we saw. You know that the liberals ran on an entire platform of, hey, we're not doing that. We're stable. We've got the same guy. And then they turned around and did the exact same thing <laughs> over another series of years. And some somehow that we've still got Scott Morrison in power. Um, he's been uh, a prime minister of contrasts so far in his leadership. I don't know if you'd agree. Mm, mm. I think, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, is it next year we've got our um, election? I just, I can't imagine that um, conservative governments can will be able to continue in the same way that they have until they change a few things. And I was actually having this conversation, particularly about America with my friend. Um, I can't see, unless there's some sort of huge whiplash because Biden does a terrible job, I can't see a Republican government coming in who have those same stances of um, anti-abortion, anti-immigration um, with the way that our world is becoming more and more progressive with... Um, yeah, four more years of old people dying, four more years of young people voting. I can't imagine that it would it would happen again. They haven't won the popular vote in ages, and I assume Australia generally follows that trend as well. So they got to, they probably need to change something, otherwise it will uh, slowly trend towards the left. Yeah, well, absolutely. Um, in America specifically, we even saw uh, the kind of splintering of the conservative factions even around the time before Donald Trump was elected uh we saw that shoot off of what became known as the alt-right mm. uh which sort of also got hijacked by by nazis a little bit so <laughs> they, they 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 kind of get uh, all, all tarred with the same brush and i mean they, they kind of are because they felt that the traditional uh, gop platform was not conservative in the ways that they wanted to be conservative but like you said a lot of young people 
do tend to now be voting to, more towards those progressive parties, and rightly so, because the older parties, uh, sorry, the conservative parties that hand it to those older voters, they tend, that's, I mean, that's conservative, they, they want to conserve, that it's in the name, mm. they, they offer things like security, uh, strong borders, things like that, that people and they make people think that this is something that they need. They make you think, oh, if we don't have any immigrants, there'll be less crime, even though they have no evidence of that. They say, oh, look, we'll build a border wall, uh, which has that going, by the way. <laughs> Where's the wall? <laughs> There's That's a it. few segments set up. There was... Uh, I've got some fences. There's a GoFundMe that raised like a more than a million dollars or something, and, and then, then the creator of it just... Just took it. Yeah, just gone. Just gone. I remember that. That was great. No, uh, but yeah, yeah they, like yeah, like you said, they've, they've they've got to make some change. They've got to appeal to that youth voter base because the youth are going to be they're going to be the older voters of tomorrow. And they, you know, they I do think both parties on both sides underestimate uh, voters in general, mm. and they forget that you know, people don't have memories that short. They'll remember, uh, especially conservative governments and the handling of uh, coronavirus and COVID. And I think especially for us specifically in Australia, um, and only because I saw a story about this today, how it looks increasingly unlikely that they're going to continue JobKeeper uh, oh, yeah. after March. Mm. So, you know, people aren't going to forget things like that. Like, oh, you actually did some good things and supported us during a, an international crisis, but you took them back because the economy... Mm. The numbers on the chart have to go up or else everything will collapse. Mm. It's a great system. Trust us. Yeah, no, the um, the power of um, misinformation actually has been something that's highlighted to me um, through, I guess, Trump's presidency. And on the same in the same vein of JobKeeper, they also had some stimulus packages in um, the US that had to go uh, through the House, I think, and then the Senate for these bills to get um, affirmed and then and then go through and um i know that there was one part where where trump was kind of calling yes let's uh increase the stimulus to two thousand uh per individual four thousand a couple um and and it was touted as if he was pushing for this and the democrats were actually against it whereas he was saying um this in terms of the the actual stimulus but then um, trying to cut huge amounts of the rest of the bill, um, which the, I guess the general public don't see these kind of things. And um, it's easy to just show what, what you want the public to see and then uh, let the rest fall by the wayside. So I, I did notice um, that people in media and, and um, these politicians are able to just kind of say things and, and people tend to just believe them, which surprised me a lot of the time. It surprised you. Yeah, <laughs> this, is, this is this is something that's been going on for for decades, if not hundreds of years. Um, I think actually two great examples we have right now: Scott Morrison and Donald Trump were both examples of uh, people that can just say things, uh, and people will believe them. Scott Morrison has his background in marketing; that's where mm. he comes from. Uh, and Trump was on The Apprentice; he was in media; he was very much involved in that. Which, um, given his personality, is I don't know for me it, it conflicts, but he he did it well enough to develop a personality cult mm. around him. So um, you, people people that can use the media to their advantage in that way, um, in some ways it's good, but also it can be dangerous. Um, Scott Morrison, I'm not sure is using it to his full advantage, which is probably a really good thing. 
on our part, as long as you have, um, and this is just an overall statement on the media in general, as, as long as you look at everything with a little bit of skepticism, not too much skepticism, don't go around um, dismissing everything. But, mm. you know, when, when, when they say things, if you can find somewhere and you can back it up, you could get your information from multiple sources, uh, both ones that you can sell have right and left leanings, you're probably okay. And then you form your own opinion from there. But yeah, if, if someone says something and you don't look it up elsewhere, yeah, it's, it's probably on you if you're just mm. going to take it at face value. I think you're right. The multiple sources is a really good one. Um, even as much as I despise uh, most of the Murdoch media, I do follow um, Sky News and read almost everything they put out just because it's a good good source of uh, the other side opinion. They may um, be further right than what, what you'd want. but uh... <laughs> I, Or just only because you brought up Sky News, I did want to um, briefly touch on. I don't know if you saw during the last two weeks, but uh, it's it's come to my attention that uh, InfoWars, you, are you familiar with InfoWars? No, I don't know much about InfoWars. Uh, so InfoWars is a show that uh, was on YouTube and it's now been banned on a lot of platforms, uh, notably facebook twitter and youtube hosted by alex jones uh you might yes, yeah yes, the name yep, yep. probably familiar to you yep. the kind of uh heavy set now uh, i know alex jones red, fa- red faced yep. guy yeah <laughs> yep yep so a very far right show um that has it stirred up a lot of controversy around the time of the sandy hook elementary shootings in the u.s mm. Because they, uh, Alex Jones is very much a Sandy Hook denialist. He thinks mm. it was a, it was made up, it was fake, it was a big hoax. Uh, that people at the scene were crisis actors, uh, and he pushes this among his fans. And people have had to move homes multiple times because his followers have targeted them and harassed them because they believe, and because Jones tells them that. The people that they're targeting are crisis actors. They didn't actually have relatives. And they, these legitimate people who had oh. family and relatives um, die in the Sandy Hook shootings. And they targeted them and harassed them until they had to move home Wow! because of this. Um, so that was kind of the catalyst for Jones getting banned off a lot of... Uh, uh, a, lot, a lot of social media platforms, and this this is just kind of the background. So that this kind of becomes a bit more shocking. Infowars has lately just been using entire clips from Australia's <laughs> Sky News to push their agenda. So <laughs> I don't know, uh, you know, Sky News. If if that's the kind of people who are looking up to you, maybe rethink something. Yeah, that's that's crazy. Um, they're basically a parody parody at this point in time i'm actually following on twitter there's a sky news parody account and 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 like really often they have sky views but it's um like the 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 same exact same logo but they changed it to views i think or something like that rather than news and it's um really hard to tell which ones which a lot of the time i get i get fooled out i had a few trump um parody accounts too that i kept getting fooled by um, it's just, it's pretty ridiculous that <laughs> the way that they post can be even, can be even taken that way. Uh, my favorite of Sky News over the last few years is when all the presenters were bending over backwards to try and present the, uh, George Pell case. Oh, yeah. Cardinal George Pell, of course, yep. he was convicted of child sex offenses, uh, and then that was appealed. But back when the conviction came through, they kind of had to spin it in a way that supported their conservative views while also not appearing to endorse pedophilia. <laughs> pedophilia. <laughs> so, 
That, that was a fun time for them. I think Tony Abbott got involved in that, our former Prime Minister, the old onion-eating one. Mm, uh, stopped the boats. <laughs> Love Tony. Uh, yeah, he, he sure did. Well, they just stopped reporting them, and that, <laughs> in their mind, was was them stopping the boats. If we don't hear about it, it's, mm, it's fine. It doesn't happen. It doesn't happen here. Um, speaking of, uh, I guess, conspiracy theorists and deniers, um, there was a International Holocaust Remembrance Day, I believe it was a a couple of Wednesdays ago um, or one Wednesday ago. And um, it, I had no idea that this was a day. Um, it seems it seems like it's a, a good thing to have an International Holocaust Remembrance Day. But like you were saying, there's a lot of people, um, particularly of the alt-right, that will um, deny that things like this happen, his, historical revisionists, or will deny that it was as bad it has been, as it has been put out there which seems crazy um, that there's enough of these people that they even make any kind of ripples in, in media or in um, online media, social media, free media. Um, but, but they're out there and it's probably good to have, stat, or I guess, uh, endorsed days that would go against their rhetoric. Oh, look, it's absolutely disgusting when people try and push the um, anti-Holocaust or Holocaust denial sentiment. I mean, it, it, it very clearly and very obviously to any rational person happened, but they'll do these mental gymnastics to try and disprove, like you said, either it didn't happen or if it did, it was, uh, it's, you know, the numbers have been severely overblown. And part of the problem with, you know, modern society and social media, especially like we were talking about misinformation earlier, it's so easy to spread that kind of misinformation. Uh, I don't know if you saw recently a uh, Twitter brought out some sort of method of uh, verifying information now, and now you can report misinformation in, Heard about in a that. different way, yeah. like a, like a whisper. I think they call it we're calling it like a whisper, which is different from a Twitch whisper. Mm. Um, I, I, look, I, I don't know if you weren't going to intend on using any of that, but I suppose you and I don't regularly communicate with Holocaust deniers. <laughs> no, this <laughs> on, is on true. Our social media. <laughs> Funnily enough, I follow enough that because it's funny, but uh, well, not, not the denying part, but the the people seem ridiculous enough that they often post funny things, but um. It makes sense that there would be some sort of uh, algorithm that they could create to get rid of uh, disinformation. No, oh, look, uh, you know, it's you know me. I love a good conspiracy theory, but uh, yeah, the the Holocaust denial ones a bit out there, particularly well, particularly since my uh, my own grandmother was a Holocaust survivor. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, she was uh, she was living in uh, the Warsaw Ghetto when the war broke out. Uh, she was captured by the Nazis and forced to make their uniforms in a forced labor camp. Yeah. Fortunately, she did not look Jewish. Yeah. She was like um, blonde hair, et cetera. And one day she just walked out of the factory. <laughs> oh, right. And they just looked and they just and, and uh, fled, fled Europe and Gee. ended up in Australia. That's great. Good story. I'm glad, uh, I'm glad she didn't look Jewish enough, I guess, that they. Yeah, they good for her. There. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's hectic. Well, um, don't say that around uh, Infowars uh, enthusiasts. They may come Next after you. Next time I talk you. to Alex Jones. <laughs> yeah. They'll run you out of your house, mate. <laughs> All Sky so, News. Tell you what, I might go grab another VB. Can you vamp for like 30 seconds? Go I'll for right it, mate. Back. Go for it. <clears throat> vamp. I don't even know what that word means. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to look up definition of vamp. Vamp. 
In jazz and popular music, a short, simple introductory passage usually repeated several times until otherwise instructed. Well, I do have a kazoo here, and um, I'm a, I can do a bit of a vamp. Oh, he's back. Okay, good. What? What? What <laughs> oh, was sorry, that? I, um, I was. Uh, was that I was, a? I was just. Uh, I looked up the dictionary definition of vamp, and it was. Um, oh, vamp! A short introductory piece, often repeated. Um, usually used in jazz. Um, so yeah, yeah. I'd it can bring be, out um, my kazoo and uh, do a bit of a vamp. As yeah, no, I, I was a kazoo. I thought it was like a crack pipe or something. <laughs> looked like it looked like a bowl on the top. Yeah, <laughs> yep. actually, it does. It, it does look like a crack pipe, but yeah, it's a kazoo. I mean, I okay, is that that's if you, if you take that to school? Is that what you tell? Yeah, tell kids, the kids, come on, it's a kazoo. Go, go, it's a kazoo. I just, <laughs> just made that noise with your mouth. <laughs> Um, no, you know, um, vamping is usually, uh, I've, I've always used it in the context of comedians. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. When like they vamp, it's lip. like, oh, yeah, it's it's just like, oh, you know, thanks for coming out here tonight. Oh, everyone in the audience looks good. It's just that it gives them that time to think. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Good. I'm a, I'll, I'll, I'm a vamper. But I, we can, uh, I think um, I can vamp on, maybe, if I can use that <laughs> expression, to the next topic. Um, do, you, do you want it or do you want to hear my my bottle cap oh yeah give fact. me a, give me yeah. a fact um it's not fact. Yeah. It's, a, it, it, it's well it's a it's an open-ended kind of discussion topic yep which aussie rock anthem should be our national anthem oh great question a national anthem that's pretty topical which aussie yeah rock well anthem? yeah if we had to chat um surely working class man working class man is not bad bear jimmy barnes i um i think uh i mean you're the voice john farnham's pretty uh epic kind of style song oh man sorry that um that's that song so in 2018 i was on the gold coast for the commonwealth games oh yeah they were held here covering it and at every single event for some reason they played that song (laughs) it got so overused to the point where we were at the very last day and they were having like a big celebration with all the athletes there on the on one of the beaches the gold coast they played it and all the athletes turned to each other and like, not this fucking song again. <laughs> we're done oh. with Jimmy. Was it Jimmy? Is John, it Jimmy? John, is it John Farnham? Oh, man. Why was we're, I thinking we're Jimmy Barnes? We're done with Farnsey. <laughs> yeah. We're done with Farnsey. Him too. Um, I think Kaysan, though, that's a pretty um, old school banger. Yeah. Um, Aussie, Aussie rock. We get um, a requested. I play in a cover band and we play weddings, uh, corporate that's right. and stuff. Yeah. And we get um, Kaysan requested very, very often. It's uh, got a good anti-war message as well in there. Oh, I don't even know too much of the lyrics. I just know if the last the train out of Sydney. Is it train or plane? I don't know. Something out of Sydney's almost gone. <laughs> yeah, actually, that's a good question. Was it a train or a plane? Train or a plane, the last... Or an automobile. I think no, it was... Um, it, just, it just reminds me of... Uh, sorry, we're getting off the topic into music here, <laughs> but... Um, and because we were talking about the US, the... Uh, God, what's it? Bruce Springsteen song. I don't know. Um, born in the USA. Oh yeah, it gets yeah, used. Yep. It gets used a lot, oh, especially things like Trump Trump rallies. Yes, yes. And if you actually listen to the words, it's a very anti-Vietnam War song. Yeah. <laughs> yep. But they don't. They just. They just love the chorus. They just play it over and over again. That's it. Although That's Trump was uh, opting for um, village people um, a lot with the old YMCA with his like. Double jerk off hands. Did you? I don't know if you saw yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I've seen. He, love, he loves that. Yeah, yeah. And he does. And he does, sometimes he goes through the circles. Yeah. He's, he's doing that. Yeah. Um, I do, the village people probably let him use it. That's that's been another big issue. Is that um, you know, when when 
political figures in the re-election campaigns try and use licensed songs. Yeah, yeah. And then the artists have to step in. I remember, um, yeah. oh, God, what was it? It was Hillary Clinton was using Tom Petty's uh, American Girl, or American Girl. <laughs> Back in 2016, he had to be like, please don't. Yeah, please don't. Well, yeah. Like, I don't think he was a Trump supporter, but he also was not a Hillary supporter. Yeah, so he was like, no, nah, yeah. please, please don't do that. Yeah, fair enough. I can imagine that Um, if uh, I, I think the village people are probably dead. I don't know, but they might they might not like him playing the songs. Uh, like. Yeah, my, my village people knowledge isn't that up to. Not great. It's not great. Scratch yeah. to know that they're. I don't even know how many village people there are. There could be, there could be some still alive. Four or five. There was yeah. the, was there the cop? There was a cop. The Native one, American. Native American construction one. worker. Yep, yep. Was there? A, there was one who dressed like a navy kind of military person. I yeah, think, as well. yeah, yeah, yeah. The navy dude. The navy and then, guy. And the other guy <laughs> was he just like in leather. I think it was just like a leather. Yeah, just dude. a spandex guy. <laughs> that guy. Look at this guy. Yeah, people. yeah, him. Oh no, what have I done if I look up village people images? Oh no. I've got six. Six of them, okay. Who's so the last cowboy, one we forgot? Cowboy. Oh, cowboy. Okay. Cowboy, construction worker, Native American. I really hope that the Native American dress dude is actually Native American. Yeah, it's that's, true. That's awkward if not. Uh, he's like a highway patrolman or a cop. Okay. Military dude. Military dude. And uh, the, the leather daddy, the biker, the I guess. The leather daddy. That's that's le- great. Yeah, yep. that's him. That's the, the Sandy from Greece, man. Yeah, like he's got the leather jacket, but no shirt on underneath. So that's gonna be uncomfortable <laughs> oh, no. as hell. That's the Aladdin Swe- look. <laughs> sweating everywhere. Yeah, man. Yeah, grace on the leather. But Anth, we've been gone for um, a bit over an hour, but we've got um, one last uh, topic written down here. Let's go. Um, were, were you familiar with the entire the GameStop share craziness that happened? Oh, yes. Um, yeah. I was going to get you, if you could. Now, I am an absolute novice at the stock market. Um, I used to have to cover it for, for work doing the news because people like to know whether the the, uh, the Dow Jones was going to open up higher or lower. Um, <laughs> Matt, could you explain for me uh, short trading? Oh, how man. Any of that, work, okay, any okay. Of that works. Um, I feel like you're setting me up here. I feel like you really, really know exactly what happens <laughs> with short trading, but I'll give it my best shot. Um, as far as I understand, um, shorting is um, as um, made famous by the big short movie. No, not really, but um, that, I mean, that movie, the premise of that movie. Is... I was going to bring that up. That oh, was a great movie. Okay. Yeah, a really yeah. good movie. I love it. It's, it's, it's cool. Um, but shorting stock is essentially, I guess you could think of it as uh, betting against a company or betting that a company will fail. So you um, are essentially borrowing um, shares um, with the intent of selling them back later at a, um, no, hold on. You're buying shares that they will have to buy back later from you. Something like that. <laughs> kind of. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're on you're on the right money there. I don't think I know enough to correct you. So I'm gonna say yes, you're absolutely right, Matt. Um anyway, it was uh this 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 whole thing came about. It was only like 30 guys from Reddit, wasn't it? Mm. There's a subreddit, it's like our um stock market bets. Wall Street bets or something like that. Wall Street bets, yep, yep. Mm. Um and they decided to invest heavily in GameStop, which went against sort of what they said they were going to do. So mm. in a way, they manipulated the system. Mm. I likened it on Twitter during the week to uh, card counting at a casino. Mm. Yep, yep. The stock price rose by like more than a 1,000% yep. over one session. Hectic. 
from Crazy. like five dollars a share to like a hundred and fifty something dollars a share. Oh my god! After, well, after trend, this is on the ABC, Australian ABC. Mm. After trading around US four dollars in mid July, GMA was GME. That's GameStop up to twelve dollars by October. 18 by the end of December. And then if you look at the chart where it was the other day, um, so, something something crazy, like, <laughs> into, like into four figures. Yeah, that's hectic. That's hectic. Ridiculous. They, um, and I think um, I, I did find it amusing that because I know that hedge um, or hedge fund execs or these big companies. Yeah, they will, weren't happy about it. They weren't happy about it. And um, they do this kind of thing relatively often. They... Um, probably operate with a, a questionable ethical code of conduct a lot of the time but they will bet you know they'll tank companies um betting against them and and so very on. ethical yeah very very ethical but um it was funny to me to see them all um crying about this because uh the way that it worked was when they all shorted this gamestop company um a few things happened i believe the ceo um changed of the company um because uh, gamestop is i think what you'd call like a um what's the term like a brick and mortar company like they're f- they're physical they're not they're not online which is where most uh game companies are, are moving these days it makes sense well online you know the they are the company behind eb games here in ah, Australia. are they behind eb they games are, in australia they, are, they oh, own electronics yeah. boutique there you go so yeah they are they're a physical yeah. um selling company um, so a few things happened. They, they had a uh, change in, in ownership, I believe, or at least management. A change in um, there was consoles coming out, like uh, the PlayStation Five and the new Xbox. Um, so all of these things that, that trends well for for a gaming company. And then after all of these um, hedge hedge funds uh, shorted them, these these lads from Reddit jumped on i believe the first the, the big kind of investment from someone was about fifty thousand, which was which was quite a lot fifty thousand dollars um ended up being worth um something like 50 million by the end of it and um these uh hedge funds um actually they they doubled down on their shorting which i don't quite understand but it seems like you can borrow more shares than are actually available i'm not sure totally how that works um, but they, they just continue to double down on this, losing more and more uh, money. And there was just this compounded effect of them losing so much money whilst the Redditors uh, kind of invested in the company and made money from the stock. Yeah. So so from what I understand here is GameStop uh, it had a bit of a rise midway through uh, last year, which mm. I suppose would make sense with a lot of the lockdowns going on around the US and the Western world, all over the world people were buying video games mm. weren't they because they had nothing else to do during lockdowns uh so they had a bit of a rise and then they took a bit of a dip around uh december and earlier this month mm-hmm. and that's where you get the the shorts come in the short sellers will try and buy up um no they they basically but yeah like you said they're betting that that trend is going to continue and mm. The company is going to bottom out. Uh, but some red, what I'm reading on ABC here, Reddit has discovered some big Wall Street hedge funds were trying to make a quick buck on GameStop's falling share price. So they banded together and bought heaps of GameStop shares to drive up its value, which burned the hedge fund traders. Yeah. And like, and they probably could have got out, to be fair, the hedge fund traders. But they, yeah, of like course. I said, they doubled down, continue to try and short it whilst the um, Redditors are trying to. Um, squeeze them and uh, and yeah it, it worked out in the Redditor's favour so many people were mad about it I believe there's a company called Robin Hood um, which, yes. hedge, which like ceased trading or something 
they stopped people from trading GME stock, so GameStop yeah. and another one, uh, AMC, I think it was. Mm. And that kind of raised a lot of questions like, well, is that fair? Because I, like I said, I made the analogy before to um, card counting a casino. That's kind mm. of like the casino kicking you out for doing <laughs> something that's sort of, sort of cheating, but also sort of not mm, mm. at the same time. So mm. it's been a very interesting... Um, <laughs> There's a tweet here from uh, Kevin Beaumont, which is at Gossy the dog. Reddit has realized it can manipulate stock price. What can go wrong? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that'll be an interesting one to keep an eye on. I think the main thing to take away from this is that it's sort of highlighted for all of us that money's not real. It's mm. really, it's all just expressions of, uh, it's it's figures on paper. Mm. That's, that's all it is. Um, unless you've got gold or something you can physically, tangibly hold. Mm. Money's money's everywhere. That's money's it. all around us. It's all uh, it's all virtual, and yeah, it was a bit of a I don't know what would you say maybe a David and Goliath story. The the people rising up against the uh, the big hedge fund investors and oh, and it was great. You, sticking you were it talking to the about man. The, you were talking about the hedge fund investors crying, but they were literally on like CSNB, MSNBC and mm. CBS in the states crying. Yeah, on, t- on national was, television. Yeah. I think that they lost heaps because they they really really just kept. Well, the kept billionaires lost heaps. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> no, that's it. It yeah, was a good story. A, do I have a filter for a very very tiny violin? <laughs> <laughs> Surely. Surely there must be something. Um, but yeah, it's it's it was probably it. probably one of my favorite stories of the year to date. Yeah, um, loved it. Reddit, Reddit Reddit manipulating the stock market. Yeah. And I'm not, I, I don't um, I often uh, feel like I break with a lot of my left counterparts where I don't hate on rich people so much. I feel like there's a lot of um, hate for the rich, you know, eat, eat the rich and so on. And um, uh, it, it doesn't bring me, I guess, joy to see that happen. But when, when things kind of subvert the system and uh, do things a bit different, especially when it's a band of um, people kind of coming together, it does feel good sometimes. Matt, the uh, rich are not going to like you just because <laughs> you def- you defend them on the internet. No, true. Yeah, stuff them. I hate them. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> ready. Um, you look. I can actually. Sorry, it's a little bit off topic, but I can actually add a virtual face mask. Oh wow! <laughs> to myself. Um, so that's handy. I wish I'd had that's that great. from the beginning. Yeah, it would have been much easier. I would have known. Yeah, would have yeah. been. I hear you much better. It, it doesn't fog. It doesn't fog my glasses up. It's great. <laughs> So here we go. I'm sure I there's a this, virtual glasses fogging effect there too. Sure. This this is going to be like the normal look. It goes away. Oh, it um. This is going to be the norm for a lot of Zoom meetings and mm. offices all over Perth yeah, yeah. tomorrow. Is that virtual? No, no, no. It's definitely. I've definitely got it it's on. A, I no, promise. It's, it's I promise. real. See, yeah. I put my hand over. I put my hand over it. And, oh, oh. Oh. oh, good. Well. Um, episode two, Anthony. Um, I believe uh, we've 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 filled our quota of news. Any last uh, closing thoughts from you? Uh, look, it's I'm just going to keep an eye on this uh, whole GameStop nonsense because I don't think we're we're done with that. That's mm. going to evolve a bit over the next couple of weeks before you and I speak again. We'll have mm. our, our next or oh, next one's actually going to be close to Valentine's Day. Oh, that will be a good Ooh. good story that we can put Ooh. in there. <laughs> you and I will say sorry, wives. We have a podcast to do. Actually, is it actually it is on Valentine's Day. Okay. Oh we might have this to change well. that one. <laughs> we might this, have to change that. This could not go well for us. Actually, I've got oh, have I got a I've got a wedding the day before. The Saturday night, so uh, not my own, obviously, but um, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, hope, maybe should, that, that'd be good. That'd be good. We'll um, keep the audience My, my, wife, my we'll wife will be too tired. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You do your podcast. I'm going to bed. <laughs> I, I don't care. We were up till like 3 a.m. yesterday. Go yeah. yeah. Uh, good. Well, uh, until the next time. Uh, did you thanks. Did you want to say anything? Oh, no. Look, I mean. Yeah. Uh, I'm, you gave I'm, me the chance. I'm, I'm actually really chance. enjoying these um, uh, podcasts. I, it, it's yeah. some things that I'm very interested in and not many people I get to talk about with. So thanks for being here. Thanks for the chat. Thank you um, to the chat for being here as well. Um, yes, we'll thank upload you to the Game this. Guy Anthony chat. Game Guy Anthony chat. The Fresh Perth chat as well. We'll upload Blinky this Bill, on the relevant sites. In. Thank you. Blinky Bill. Relevant sites. This will be on podcasts and we'll see you guys in a couple of weeks. Take care. Take care.